This week on Minnesota Native News, two important decisions that affect Native lands, and a Twin Cities Park acknowledges the sacred. This is Minnesota Native News. I'm Marie Rock. Recently, there were two big wins for the environment. Emma Needham has more. Back in 2017, the Fond du Lac Band of Lake Superior Chippewa contested a copper-nickel mining permit given to the Swedish-owned mining conglomerate known as Polymet. Last week, the Minnesota Supreme Court ruled that the permit violated state law. The court ordered the DNR to gather more information on the possible environmental effects downstream of the mine. The Fond du Lac Band cited the Clean Water Act of 1972, which says that the downstream discharge cannot have a detectable impact on those waters. Polymet had planned to unearth 900 acres of wetland. In another win for the environment, the Federal Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, wants the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency to protect wild rice waters. Minnesota tribal and environmental groups have repeatedly pushed the MPCA to do just that. The issue is the amount of sulfide in the water. Now, the federal EPA is telling the state that it violated the Clean Water Act by not enforcing sulfide limits and at least 30 bodies of water. A public comment period is open until May 25th. This spring, visitors to Indian Mounds Regional Park in St. Paul will be reminded that they are on sacred land. Lori Stern reports. The park is high on the bluffs overlooking the river and across from downtown. New signs in Dakota and English tell the history. For instance, carved into a metal banner are the words, This is a burial place. Our ancestors are still here. You know, I, I always came out here to pray. I'd put out my tobacco and bring my kids over this way and, and teaching them how to pray and give offerings. Crystal Norcross is an enrolled member of the Sisseton Wapaton Oyate Reservation. She grew up in this east side neighborhood and has fought to reclaim its story. The way I view this park is to be more, or not even this park, this place as an entity or a being. My ancestors felt it and I felt it. I always knew this place was special and that's why I was always so drawn to it. She took care of it, picked up trash after raucous parties, and eventually got elected to the neighborhood council on a promise to protect it. Now, after years of negotiations, that promise is coming true. There's going to be more to come in the future, but right now, just seeing this little bit and in our language means the world to me because, you know, you don't see things like this in a city. How often you have burial mounds that are preserved in a city. Crystal Norcross was not alone in her campaign. It was a four-year effort by the Dakota tribes, the State Historic Preservation Office, the Minnesota Indian Affairs Council, and the city of St. Paul. But it was led by American Indian community members here on the east side of St. Paul. Maggie Lorenz is one of them. I am Ojibwe and Dakota. I'm enrolled with the Turtle Mountain Band of Ojibwe in North Dakota. And I also have familial ties to the Spirit Lake Nation. And I'm the executive director for Lower Failing Creek Project and Wakan Teepee Center. Uh, when you enter Mounds Park from Mounds Boulevard, you'll see in addition to the to the sign that says, um, this is a cemetery. And I think that's really important. And there's also a number of different uh, features added to the park benches, asking people to respect this place, using the Dakota language in different areas. Maggie's mother grew up in the boarding school era. She raised Maggie to downplay her native heritage. 
I always knew I was Native, but I didn't know what that meant at all. Now Maggie is part of a movement to make sure Native people and places are acknowledged as being here first. Here at the burial site, there used to be dozens of burial mounds. Now there are only six. Still, increasingly, the site is a place where Native ancestors can rest and Native families can feel at home. The significance or why this is so emotional for me seeing these changes is because I'm able to raise my kids in a society now where being Native isn't something that is hidden or shameful and that people who are Native can feel proud to be who they are and, and, and be seen and acknowledged in our homelands. Minnesota Native News is produced by Ampers, diverse radio for Minnesota's communities, made possible by funding from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund and the citizens of Minnesota.